0: I'm Xavier Scruggs, and you're listening to The Bigs.
1: You know, I was the youngest and, you know, being Black coming up, man, it was definitely weird, you know, trying to have some locker room presence. That's Tim
0: Anderson, shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. If there's one thing you got to know about Anderson, it's that he plays the game his own way. On the field, he's electric. You can't look away. He'll smash a homer and throw his bat, or he'll steal a base and pop up to tell you all about it. Not everyone plays that way, but that's what took Anderson all the way to the 2021 All-Star Game. And he's not gonna change for nobody. And this ball's drilled, deep left field, Gone! We
1: got a star on our hands.
0: Today, we'll talk all about that journey and how he stays authentic to himself at every turn.
1: When I'm playing, they're watching.
0: So, I am entertained. And of course, we'll get into the bat flipping. He throws the bat, the ball goes flying, it is gone!
1: 2 nothing. Sox.
0: Stay with us. Anderson grew up in Tuscaloosa, and his childhood, it wasn't an easy one. He lived with his aunt. Some weekends, they drive two hours to visit his father, Tim Sr., in prison. Anderson didn't even play baseball in high school until his junior year. Back then, basketball was his first love. And that swag he's known for on the field today? It comes
1: straight from his early days of hooping. I was a basketball guy. And, you know, basketball, man, it's up-tempo. You got a dunk on, you're going to let you know. It was just one of those things, man, It kind of played into baseball. And you know man and if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it 110 percent you gotta think about man this is how i feed my family this is how i take care of my kids this is how i take care of all the people i love so you know why not go out there and do your best and give the people a show you got fans in the stands so they come to see a show so why not tim hits this ball a mile deep left field and anderson into the second deck makes it four to two it could be
0: playing basketball or baseball anywhere from his hometown in alabama or playing in the bigs for the White Sox. It doesn't matter.
1: That's what I am. When I'm, when I'm playing, they're watching. So I am entertaining, an entertainer. And you don't want to take nothing for granted. So I just try to treasure every moment and you know treat people the right way. Because uh, the great stories is, is being told by you when you're dead and gone. So I want all my stories to be great when all my grandkids and kids, kids and kids kids hear about me. So man, I just try to leave a mark that's way bigger than in life than I am.
0: Anderson shifted his focus to baseball late in high school. However, his only college offer was from East Central Community College in Decatur, Mississippi. He took it and went undrafted after his first year, which in most cases probably means you're not destined to go pro. Over a thousand players were drafted in 2012 and Anderson, he wasn't one of them, which is why what happened next is so unheard of. Anderson blew up.
1: Better known at Hillcrest High School in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, as a point guard, Anderson burst onto the prospect scene in 2013, leading Division II JUCO players in batting and on base percentage, going 17th overall in the draft and signing for over $2 million.
0: Anderson went all the way from undrafted to the first round. By 2013, he was in the minors, working his way to the show, but even early in his pro career. Anderson didn't always fit in.
1: You try to find your way through, try to find your little comfort zone and get comfort. But it's it's definitely tough. You know, when you come up young, man, I was young, I was black. I didn't have really no black guys on the team. So it it really Mm. wasn't nothing outside of the field for us to do because we didn't have the same interests. But, you know, for myself, like that was okay. I was able to still be able to, you know, maneuver in a way to stay interested in the game and keep going. I always kept pushing, you know, I was the youngest and, and, you know, being black coming up man, it, it was definitely weird, you know, trying to have some locker room presence, but now I'm able to, you know, I form myself into a player I am today. So now it's a lot of respect that comes with that.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people don't really understand being in a clubhouse. There, There's a lot of aspects to that. A lot of different avenues, especially you talk about being young, being black, like trying to find your way. People don't understand that that's not easy to navigate. Right, yeah. you trying to perform, but also you trying to get comfortable. You are trying to understand your teammates. You you traveling away from family. Those yeah. things are tough.
1: Yeah, you spend time yourself like on the road. You by yourself. You by yourself till you go to the field. So definitely weird, but you know you can't really lose track of what you're trying to do.
0: Anderson never lost track of his goal. He debuted in the majors with a solid rookie year in 2016. The following spring. The White Sox offered him a six-year, twenty-five million-dollar contract to be their shortstop of the future. You've come a long way, and even bought your mother a car, I believe. After that, so I'm interested to know after signing that extension, what
1: did that financial freedom mean for you and your family? For me to, you know, sign the extension early was definitely, you know, I definitely wasn't turning around, turning man, not running these people off. I wanted to sign a deal, but you know, it definitely gave me leeway, man. At that time, I had, I just had my daughter. You know, I spent the time away from my daughter. You know, she was in Charlotte. I had bought a house in Charlotte at the time. Okay. And I was up in the big leagues. And, you know, for me to sign that deal definitely made it a whole lot easier. So now I'm able to, you know, keep my kids with me my wife with me. So after the games, I go home and see my kids every night. So, you know, it definitely gave me, you know, a leeway to, to have them with me every opportunity I get. You know, it's been great, man. It's been great. And, uh, you know, I've definitely been happy with, with that move. You know, I'm here to stay. I like it on the south side.
0: During Anderson's first few seasons he was still a work in progress.
1: Pop it up for Anderson. Still backpedaling and onto the outfield. And he
0: drops it! And the Nats get a second run on the day because of an error. In 2018, his second full season, he hit 240, But he was developing. Then 2019 happened. Just like in college, Anderson's game blew up. He won the batting title, hitting 335. He was getting more chances to entertain the fans, and people were noticing as he took the swag to a whole nother level. Some loved it, but not everyone thought it was the right way to play the game. In April, Anderson hit a home run. No, it was a bomb. Tim crushes this ball off Kansas City Royals pitcher Brad Keller and threw his bat. Later in the game, Keller hit Anderson with the pitch. They got into an argument and Anderson was later suspended for one game. He flipped the bat on that home run,
1: and Keller starts him off hitting him in the hip, and now here come the White Sox out of their dugout. Now here come the Royals out of their dugout.
0: Okay, let's get to the controversial stuff, the celebrating a bad (laughs) throw, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I I think it's crazy because there are these so-called unwritten rules, right, within our game. And so many of them, I feel like, shouldn't apply to today's day and age. Let me ask you this, how do we keep marketing and attracting the young generation to the game when we still
1: have old, unwritten rules to abide by as players? We're fake preaching what what you want, but then you say, hey, the bad flip I did was cool, but then you go back and say, we can't bad flip, then you suspend me, so it's like, what do you want? But then we have Tatis come back and, you know, he at home running, (laughs) hey, he ain't apologizing, and we got a whole campaign going, but that's okay. But I know we're making a step. We're making a step into, right. you know, game is coming around, game is coming around. And you still going to be yourself, right? Yeah, myself no Hey, man, I wish everybody the best. I wish everybody the best. I'm always going to be myself. I'm always going to wish everybody the best. And then I'm going to keep playing, man. I'm going to keep playing and keep going. And, you know, like I said, I'm always in my own lane. I'm not really worried about nobody else.
0: From the outside, it felt like for that whole 2019 season, Anderson was at the center of a debate a debate about the unwritten rules of baseball and how personalities like his fit in the game today.
1: Things that you thought were egregious during your time, it's not that way. You want your nine-year-old throwing his bat like
0: Tim Anderson? No. If My son did
1: that. We're going to the car. Me too.
0: But Anderson wasn't trying to make a statement about anyone else. He always played the game like this. Only now, he was putting up huge numbers too.
1: Tim has the best batting average through 23 games. And this ball's drilled. Deep left field. Gone! I could just say, like, 2019 season was definitely a real confident builder to myself. I won a batting title that year. Tim Anderson will leave the game as the batting champion in Major League Baseball. That's great. (laughs) Not many people do that. So what that did with my confidence is like, you know, let's dig into it more. Let's see what else there. You know, if mm-hmm. you got this part, just imagine if you can get every angle of it. Right. Um, it wasn't like take the foot off the gas. It was yeah, like, no what's, no, what What no, else no. is there? Stay on it. Stay on it. So the goal is every night. Like, who going to give it to you every night? Every night. Mm-hmm. All nine innings. Who going to do that? Nobody? Something yeah. different. Yeah. Every every night. Every night. We're going to come out. We're trying to get three to four hits every night. And we're trying to make crazy plays and, and routine plays. Yeah. Who going to do that? I, I love that. I got to let up on nights. I ain't letting up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every day, every night. No
0: days, no days off. No days
1: off. <laughs> I want to play every day.
0: You've gone on record to talk about how you didn't come from much after signing, but continued improvement is really the theme for your whole baseball journey going from undrafted to 17th overall, then hitting 240 and leading the league in throwing errors to winning a batting title and finishing top 10 in MVP boating. Something tells me that you're continuing to get better. Where does the drive for improvement and greatness come from for you?
1: Just within myself. Like, I'm always self-motivated. I don't see how you can't not wake up and just want to be the best you. Some people don't, right? Yeah, Some people but, are lackadaisical about that. Yeah, but, you know, for me, man, just for myself, man, I want to be the best that I, I can be. You know, I got a lot of people depending on me. I'm the way out. I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't. I got a lot of people depending on me. So it's only right that I have to keep going through whatever moments, bad moments, bad seasons, whatever, like nothing's going to stop. I'm going to continue to always try to get better regardless of what it is. You never know how close you are. Let's keep going. And one thing about being on the South side is, you know, you
0: have the press always talking to you, always yeah. trying to figure out. What's the next move? What's the next move, man? <laughs> and and I think one thing that you do is express that you want to show that you're the best shortstop in the game. Those are big words concerning amazing shortstops in the game right now. Story, Correa, Tatis, Lindor, we know them all. But what do you personally have to do to place yourself at the top of that list?
1: Keep playing. (laughs) That's it. Keep playing and then... Balling. Yeah, keep balling. It's going to prove itself. It's all the last man standing. We'll see who the last man standing is. You know, all the rankings and all that stuff. Like, that stuff don't matter, man. They ain't paying me. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, that stuff don't matter. That's just for people to talk about. Like... Let's get in that dirt and see what's really going on. Like, let's see. Let's see who the last man standing for real. Let's see who work ethic for real. I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, the best athletes, they focus on what they believe about themselves, right? right? Yeah, all that stuff that they talk, they don't know. They they don't know what drives me. They don't know what type of person I am. They don't know how I understand the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know that stuff, and that's okay. So they just make guesses. All right, let's put this guy here. Let's put him 10. Let's put him... That's cool. I'll show right. you. You, you let the bat and the glove yeah, and, the, and, and the legs and the
0: arm and everything do the talking.
1: Tim is safe at third. That is as daring of a play as you're going to see. Oh, man, ain't really much to say. We just see who the last man's standing. I know my work ethic, man. I work every day, every day.
0: What's the biggest thing you're trying to improve on this season? Is there something specific you in the offseason? Like, okay, can I get better at this? I think
1: the biggest thing for me is just controlling the moment. Mm. Like being in that moment. When you're in that moment, you're controlling it. You know, understanding that. Do you find yourself outside of the moment sometimes? Like Early on in my career, like, early on, it was more so, like, just going with the flow. Not really going with the flow, but when you don't think, things just happen. Or when you don't take your time out to, like, step when you're stepping in the box. Mm-hmm. You control your breathing so you can control the moment. So, I think that's the biggest thing is really controlling the moment and focus. Like, focus, man. Continue to focus. Up a lot of those errors, that's going to lock you in more at the plate. You know, if I can focus and, and, and do that, then... And, I got a chance to continue to be dangerous
0: now. Those errors, they're way down this season. And you may have caught Anderson playing shortstop for the AL in the All-Star game just a few weeks back. It's been lots of pasta parties this season. It's big news in the Anderson household. Every time he hits a home run, it's spaghetti night for dinner. He gets a big plate of spaghetti. But he's not only looking to improve himself on the field. Next, Anderson opens up about mental health. The tragic death of his friend to gun violence inspired him to get help for himself and help others in the Chicago community too. But first, let's take a quick break. We're back with Tim Anderson. He's been playing baseball in Chicago since 2016. And he wanted to give back to the Southside community that surrounds the White Sox Stadium. Four years ago, he started an organization, Anderson's League of Leaders, that works with young people who've been impacted by violence. For Anderson, it's personal. His close friend Brandon Moss was shot and killed in 2017. He was 23 years old.
1: No innocent soul. Just in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know. But things like that happen. You know, we we get to a point to where we understand. You know, the ultimate goal is to get up there with him. So you know, at that point, I can't be selfish, but I could continue to carry my brother's name. And uh, you know, we started Anderson Legal Leaders, and it was for you know kids that's that's been exposed to violence. Now it's just all love. Like now, like I tell my wife, like the biggest goal is just to really put smiles on kids' faces. Everything I do, I'm hands on. Like. You won't catch me sending no check. You won't catch me just, you know, just doing this. Nah, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be there. We're going to be hands-on. They get to see you face-to-face and yeah, you get and to see it, you a it, part of it. Environment to where you can actually be kids, man, because in Chicago on the South Side, man, you know how the streets is. Like, it ain't fair. And mm-hmm. you know, some kids have to grow up before they have to. And, you know, by me being Black on the South Side, I get it. I get it. So, so it's only right for me to just, you know, just connect with different people.
0: Anderson's work in the community is an extension of his own personal journey. After his friend Brandon Moss was killed, he knew he needed help. You've been open about the mental aspects of those things and being a part of that mental health and, and figuring out what works for you. Talk yeah. to me a little bit about
1: that and, and how you were able to, you know, really find yourself in that space. No, man, when I, when I lost my friend, I, you know, I went through a tough time. You know, I went to therapy. You know, that's that's OK. <laughs> you know, that's okay to go to therapy, you know, to learn about yourself. I think it's,
0: I think it's important for people to know yeah. that that's okay.
1: You, know, you when you go in there you start talking about stuff, man, you, and you start actually hearing yourself and you're like, dang, like this is what's really going on. It's, it's good to get that stuff off. But yeah, definitely was a tough time, you know, uh, throughout my career, throughout life. It was on and off the field. Everything was just dark. And, you know, man, just to be able to kind of find myself after those years and, and you know, learn my purpose and get to where I am today, man, and just to be so motivated to continue to get better and continue to be a great person overall in the world. And, uh, you know, just rub people the right way, man, and just be real. I just try to stay real and, and take care of yourself. If there's
0: one thing that kind of helped you get over some of those dark times, what do you think that it was? What, uh, what
1: helped you get over those obstacles? I, mean, those I never forgot what I was focused on in life. I never mm. forgot what I was focused on in life. You know, I may not seen that light at the moment, but mm-hmm. I always knew it was there. You know, through those moments, man, my connections just start connecting with different people and different people start, you know, motivating me and, 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 and talking to me. And, and man, I just struck a match. And, you know, I guess after the bat flip, man, I kind of went off and I ain't turned back since. <laughs> turn so I mean, I'm just motivated to continue to keep going, man, to continue to get better and continue to, you know, to be, try to be one of the best best players that play baseball, man.
0: And he's done just that. Anderson has become one of the best players in the game. And as he goes, so do the White Sox. Last year, they made the postseason for the first time since 2008. Yoan Mancada and Eloy Jimenez, two of the other young stars on the White Sox, play the game just like Anderson. And everyone expected them to make another lead together this year. So when the White Sox hired Tony La Russa as their manager before the season, a lot of people wondered if they might clash. La Russa has won three World Series, but he's 76 years old and hadn't managed a team in 10 years. Talk to me about Skip a little bit. Let me know what's the dynamic, what's the vibes like with someone like La Russa and and his caliber that he brings to the table.
1: First on, definitely weird. You know, you don't like something new. You, you don't, you're you not open to trying something new. So I definitely right. wasn't it. So I wasn't feeling the signing of, you know, La Russa. But, mm-hmm. you know, once I got to camp, man, and, you know, we text back and forth in off offseason. I don't know him. He don't know me. So at that point, we had to start at zero. Right. And, you know, Tony liked to have fun, too. Tony gonna have fun if you over here. So, you know, it's really not stopping the way I play. Yeah, because people try to make a big deal about it, right? Like his old school style and your yeah. new school style, right? We we on a new wave, so now you know. Now is I'm gonna play the way I wanna play. I'm gonna give you the best I got. You want you want players out there that are gonna play hard for you, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, right. I can give you that. I can give you that every night. Every night. I love night. that. Is what love you that. want. <laughs>
0: that's what everybody want. That's yeah. what everybody want. That we talked about in the jump from the jump. Entertainment. Right. Everybody want that.
1: Tim greets him with a fair ball. The All Star. That's a 13 game hit streak, and that's a fired up dugout and crowd. I think the biggest part I always say, man, have fun. Like if you're having fun, like everything else is just gonna fall in line and take care of itself. The individual stats, all that's gonna be there. But I think the biggest part is just being a great teammate and rally around each other to, you know, continue to get wins. And you know, we know the ultimate goal. Like we know over here we're trying to win championships. So all that individual stuff, like we gotta let that go right now. We gotta win a championship right now. That's that's what we own. And the individual stuff's gonna come with that. You're gonna have a great season, you win a championship. The White Sox have been rallying around each other all year.
0: And with Anderson leading the way, that championship is a real possibility. Yep, it's time for the X-Factors. Every episode, I throw these questions out fast. And guests have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. If you could have a day in the life of one celebrity, who would it be? It'd
1: probably be like Odell Beckham or something like that. Mm, Odell Beckham, I haven't heard that. That was a good one something different you i know, like I that the crazy celebrities and I'm like, it's something different oh like, he's crazy he's good man so i like to see how he working and, and how his life is mm, yeah that's it i like that one if you could change one thing about the game of baseball what would it be you know, the on rules. <laughs> I already knew. We already <laughs> knew that one huh? they need to make them clear because uh, nobody know them. Uh, <laughs> That's the problem. Nobody, nobody actually know right. the rules. <laughs> so therefore, is there's no rules. Like it's fair game. Whatever you want to do, do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. What what's your favorite
1: movie of all time? 42. I like 42.
0: Mm.
1: You know, movie. But let's like yeah. let's take a baseball scene, but also I like all the Fridays, all about the Benjamins. And i still, you know, I'm tapped in. tap tapped in for real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. What's your go-to song before the game starts?
1: I'm probably listening to, like, I can't really say a go-to song because it's like, you know, I'm always... Listening to some different stuff? Yeah, I'm probably listening to, like, some Dirt, some uh, little Baby, mm-hmm. um, some Polo G, uh, you know, some Vaughn, you know, something different. Listen mm-hmm. to stuff. You know, it's, it's either Chicago or Atlanta. You know what I mean, Chicago? Either way, it's slapping. Yeah, slapping. going to be slapping. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Everybody's waiting for the YouTube to pop off. Where the YouTube at, man? I had, you know, I did the YouTube and, you know, then COVID hit. We was, we was giving a lot of good content. Yeah. You know, the Michael Jordan thing come out. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, we got to slow down a little bit, man. We're giving people a little bit too much. I was giving them... You know, too much of me. I was giving people mm. too much of me at the point to where it kind of, you know, kind of put me in a weird spot, you know, because I go back and watch the videos and I was just like, man, am I being too real with people? Because, you know, you understand, you you say things and people receive things differently. And I, right. just, I, mean, I was kind of being like too real. So, you know, I kind of just was able to, you know, dumb it down a little bit and, and, and give them more life, let them know how I'm living. I'm, I'm happy, man. Life is good.
0: All right, last one for you, TA. If you could go back and tell your 10-year-old self one thing, what would
1: it be? Stay focused, keep pushing. You know, at 10, man. It, it definitely didn't look like being a baseball player at 10. Mm-hmm. So you know, at that point, man, you just I just had to keep going and until I found a route for me that worked, and I found it, and I've been driving it since. <laughs> keep, keep going and keep, keep going. going. Well, TA,
0: man, hey, I appreciate you jumping on this podcast. Blessings to you and the fam and just wishing the best for you this season. Keep doing your thing. Don't change, man. Don't no, change. I won't
1: appreciate it, man. Appreciate you letting me hop on for the show, it's real. All right, we good. I right, love, bro.
0: That was Tim Anderson, shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and leave us a review. It helps new listeners find the show. You can discover more MLB shows at mlb.com slash podcast. Follow at MLB on all your favorite social media platforms, especially YouTube and TikTok. And follow me, I'm at Xavier underscore Scruggs on all the platforms. Our audio team is from Neon Hum Media and includes producers Haley Fager and Rob Dozer, associate producer, Evan Jacoby, production manager, Sammy Allison, and executive producers Jonathan Hirsch and Shara Morris. Editorial support from Nick White and Vikram Patel. Mixing and engineering by Scott Somerville. On the MLB team, production support from extraordinary athletes. Ian Kay is MLB's executive producer for podcasts. Special thanks to Barbara McHugh, Greg Clayman, Alicia Mullen, and Lance Gitlin. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.